Because ultimately, art is all about the human element. Art is self-expression, and in my opinion, self-expression can never be shit. Hey, what's going on lovely people? My name is Hidnora and I want to welcome you back to the final episode of season one of Based and Breaks, your hopefully favorite drum and bass podcast. I'm joined here by my great co-host Grand Sentence and we want to welcome you to this episode, the final one of this season. Uh, it's been seven episodes in the first season, we'll restart uh, in about a month I guess. So yeah, welcome Ground Sentence. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing very well. The stress has already started. We mentioned last episode already why we will have a break and that's our university, right? So I think the stress yeah. is also on for you um, from what I've heard. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's been studying every day, like the entire day. So I'm getting pretty close to my exams. I still have one week left before I actually start. The official starting date is Monday. But my first exam only falls the second week, so I still have a week, but uh, it's a spicy one. I have three days of exams in one week, so it's going to be tough. Yeah, I have my first presentation on Wednesday, um, <laughs> and the rest of my my group actually found out that we have it on Wednesday from me today, so they didn't put in any work yet. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we, we love group projects, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i love that quote that you picked um I, I, yeah i found it very beautiful yeah it's it's really nice like um art is really this this human thing and it's um lives from mistakes right yeah it does like i think we've talked about this over the past few episodes already it's so weird how art and especially for us music can connect people um and this fits in with that very well, in my opinion, because art is self-expression. It is you can feel and hear the the expressions of the artists through his medium being music. And I I read that and it was it was very poetic and I really liked it. So that's why I picked that today. As always, of course, the quote uh, is from our lovely R slash DMB Discord server. Shout Do feel out. free to join. There's a there's a lot of great people in there. It's a nice little community. And we'd love to have you there as well, of course. Yeah, we can we can drop the link in the show notes, um, so people yeah, exactly. can people can actually join the server. Now, ground. What happened last episode? What did happen? Can you tell me? Well, yeah, uh, we obviously talked about a lot of stuff. Being uh, the last episode of the, the the year, technically, because it was the end of December, so there was a lot. But when I say a lot, I mean a lot of uh year reports like all the spotify stuff gone live uh we talked a bit about i think the 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 bit you know the clash between spotify and paying their artists and stuff like that obviously all the lps and eps that got released by pretty much every single label out there uh you talked a bit about using noise and foley sounds to fill out tracks uh, to make them sound more full that was a technical topic we talked about our favorite albums of the year and we had a lot of random just conversations about everything that has nothing to do with drum and bass as we do each episode but last week was just extreme to be honest <laughs> that sounds like an awesome episode though that sounds like an episode everybody listening to this one should check out if they haven't yet yeah definitely to be fair if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out episode one through six 
I definitely advise you to do so because we've talked about a lot of stuff already. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff, in my opinion. We've had our first guests already. Uh, I think that was episode four or five. So yeah, it was. It's, it's been a very nice development from the first episodes with us being complete podcast newbies, so to say, to well, this point where we've already talked about a lot of things. And I think we learned a lot as well. Um, we've not had much time to put everything we learned into practice yet because, um, as Ground pointed out, we're very, you know, tight scheduled right now with school stuff. But I do believe that from season two on, there's going to be a massive step up in production quality. Yeah, production quality and generally like um, the way we, we we market ourselves and this podcast. And that includes also kind of the contents of it um, and, and the the structure and everything. I think we become more structured. We get more used to talking to each other. And I hope that also becomes clear for people who listen um, to this podcast that we do improve. That's definitely the goal. <laughs> we want to now, give the best friend, experience. <laughs> what is going on in the scene? What's going on in the scene? Um, well, yeah, there's been one thing that I want to talk about here, and that is um, I was sent my very first promo material from a label. That was a that was a that was such a nice feeling for me. I didn't expect it. I didn't sign up anywhere or anything like that. I was just in the talks with them sometime um, some months ago because of um, releasing something on there, um, which in the end hasn't worked out yet, but maybe in the future. Um, they are C recordings. It's a German German bass label. Um, pretty nice people from the little email correspondence, uh, correspondence that we had. And yeah, they sent me a nice little promo and um, I asked them if we could share it and they are very open for us to share it. So um, yeah, we have a little goodie for everyone here listening. Something unreleased. Oh, is, look at that. Oh, look at that. Some nice liquid tune. Um I already sent it to you, and it's um, by Soul Connection, a yep. um, yeah smaller to mid-sized liquid drum and bass artist. Very nice, very nice productions, and I see him popping up on a lot of um, yeah mid-sized labels these days. Um, pretty nice guy. Man's making moves. Definitely, yeah. I, I hope it's a man. I don't actually know. Um, <laughs> Person's making moves. Yeah, because we want to include everyone, of course. They them are making a move. Um, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, um, I thought that it would be nice um, for us to share that with you, um, the audience, and um, have a little listen into Soul Connection's new track, Make It Real, forthcoming on C Recording. And made me feel Questioning what this is And made me feel Very, very wow. nice liquid tune, isn't it? 
That's a very nice tune, actually. I really like the sort of the well, I guess, wompy type of bass. It's not like a very steady Reese bass. It's got this sort of well, yeah, this wompiness to it. Like it fades in and out, like yeah. uh, like you'd have womp basses. And I really like that because it's, it's something different from the the liquid we're used to. Yeah, and it's something that like we talked about recently, isn't it? Like like putting like little breaks in the bass into the tune yep. and not having it run exactly. the entire time, right? He did that. He pulled that off very, very well. Um, I feel so confused when listening to this song because it's called Make It Real, but isn't the person like in the sample saying, make me feel? That's what that's I'm understanding. What I, that's also what I'm understanding, but that's probably just our broken ass English <laughs> from the two foreign boys that can't properly comprehend English. Um Maybe, you know, what could be possible is that uh, it's a um, like an A-B type of sample that one time they say, make it real, the other time it's make it feel. Um, so I don't really know, but... Yeah, maybe maybe there's, there's something be. else coming or this is just part of the storyline, you know, like... Possibly. Maybe yeah. it comes later on. I guess you guys will have to check out the full song once it's released to actually know. On C um, recordings, Soul Connection, yeah. make it real. But yeah. Now, my thoughts about this tune, because I do want to share those. Um, if we're going to, you know, show off music to our listeners, I do think it's safe that we we put our, a little disclaimer with our our thoughts about it. I really like it. As I said, the bass line is very cool, especially like in the um, the second um, 32 bars of the, the drop, where you had these like mid-bass fills, obviously, the ones I try to use as well in my liquid tunes. I really like those um, because obviously I use them as well. Um, but I really like how the the drop flowed. In general, the flow was very good. The only two like remarks I have, which I don't really like as much, is how dry the snare is. Mm-hmm. Um, that could really use some reverb for me. And the high end is a bit too sparkly. There's a bit too much high end, in my opinion. Could take a little bit of dip, um, especially like the very high high end, like 11 to 15k. Like the really harsh high end is a bit too high, just in my opinion, of course. Um, for the rest, I really like the the track overall. It's got these very nice old school vibes as well with the the sample. Yeah, like yeah, I definitely dig it. I I, I do quite like the song. Um, I'm really I, I share the like critical points that you have. Um, I also felt felt it's like a little bit too harsh. That could be the mastering. I'm not sure. Like, but um, yeah, a little bit too harsh in some frequencies. And um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the snare could be could be a bit tighter, could be a bit um, yeah more reverbed at the same time, and just fit the vibe a little bit better. But overall, the tune yeah. is very nice. Something that I really really enjoyed was these like little sparkles and like little elements that are running across the stereo image um, in the yeah. second thirty two bars of the drop, especially. Um, those are very nice touch and something that I really really love. So. Yeah, overall, I would still um, rate this tune relatively high. Yeah, same for me. Like um, as I said, the the bass line sounds nice and filled out. Because even though the bass is not always there, the, the tune doesn't feel empty because, as well, of those uh, those little sparkly elements and fills and you know just general stuff floating about in the tune that keeps it interesting and keeps it moving. Um, so I think for that point, he really hits uh, you know the mark he wants to get. It's just the snare and the high end is just a little bit off to me. It's not like the snare is absolutely wank and doesn't fit the 
the track at all. That's also not the case. That's not what I'm trying to say here, but it could have been a little bit different and maybe a little bit better in my opinion. But beside that, it's a great tune and I'll definitely play this out in sets and stuff like that um, when I'm doing Liquid. Which is actually a nice uh, segue into something else <laughs> I kind of wanted to mention. Um, me doing sets. Uh, I think we've mentioned this uh, before, but I'm not too One sure. One or two times, yeah. Uh, so as some of you might already know, I do weekly uh, DJ live streams on Twitch. Every Monday from 9 to 10 uh, p.m. CET. That's uh, Belgian in the evening. So that's 21 hours to 22 hours if you're from around. Uh, I do an hour of drum and bass totally unprepared DJ sets. I got my uh, three cam setup going here uh, for all the cool angles. But uh, so I do this live over on Twitch and today actually I checked and I hit 200 followers on my Twitch, um, which is absolutely insane to me. The fact that there are 200 different people that come into my stream and watch me DJ from time to time. Uh, so I'm extremely happy about that. And yeah, I just wanted to to share that because um, I'm so happy about that. But uh, I do have to add a disclaimer. If you are going to or want to pick out one of these little streams, you'll have to wait for a bit because when this episode goes live on Tuesday, uh, Monday, so yesterday, uh, was my final live stream for the exact same reason that we're taking a break from based on breaks. <laughs> That's a good one, pun intended. Um, <laughs> So I'm also taking a break from doing my weekly live streams. Those are going to start back up uh, around end of February, uh, March-ish, same as Based and Breaks, I guess. Yeah. But if you want to go over to my Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Um You can always rewatch the VOD because it stays up for 14 days. So you can watch two weeks back um, at any time. But now there is going to be a little month of break there as well uh, due to the exams. But I did want to kind of give that a little bit of a shout out because even though there's not always too many people there, I think it's still quite fun. Um, you get to see me learn and fuck up heavily sometimes, but that's all part of the uh, part of the deal. And we're building a nice little community out there as well with the same people that do return stream after stream. So it's just, it's all a lovely time and it's all in good fun. So if you do want to have some more drum and bass in your life, uh, you want to feel like you're somewhere at a rave, um, definitely follow me on Twitch. It's it's not always heavy drum and bass. It can, can vary from deep to jump up to some neuro to, to liquid to everything pretty much. So there's something out there for everyone. But I did just want to give that a little bit of a shout out. Yeah, so the recommendation definitely is because now you um, might have missed the last stream before the winter break. Um, the recommendation similar for Basement Breaks is just follow um, follow Hidden on Twitch, um, follow me on Twitch, and um, follow Basement Breaks on Spotify um, so you can be updated as soon as we are back and um, are running shows again. Yeah, definitely. If you want to stay very or a little bit more up to date with us, um, what we do, like, in general, with music, not only based on breaks. I'd also advise to go and drop us a follow over on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Personally, for me, that is the place where I share the most uh, with my followers. Um, I think for you, that's pretty much the same. My Facebook page is a absolute desert, is dead as fuck. I don't even um, have a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, and I think I have like 
over 300 likes on there, I think, but like I never post anything on there because I just do not like Facebook as a platform um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, so I do use Instagram the most, I guess. Um, so any and all updates do get shared there about new releases, new episodes, all that good stuff. So just there as well at Hidnora DMB and at Ground Sentence DMB, I think as well. Uh, I think it's just at Ground Sentence. Regardless, those two go follow me. You'll find uh, you'll find us there. Don't think there's too many Ground Sentences out and about <laughs> on uh, Instagram. And my handle is pretty much the same everywhere. So. Yeah, that out the way though, um, more releases came out. A, a very nice release, in my opinion, is the new Imanu and Caracal Project EP Ooh. on, I think it was on Critical. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan, man. Honestly, I don't know if you've heard it already. I've been I've been um, in Greece for the past, um, yeah, more than a week. So I actually had mm-hmm. like nothing to do with drum and bass. I'm completely emptied out so i'm i'm actually here as a listener um <laughs> rather than your <laughs> podcast partner um oh gosh i'm 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 happy like just let me know what happened in this scene i have no idea either um so yeah uh, imanu and caracal project both released well they released a collaborative ep uh, a two-track single over on critical music uh is called the track's called La Neige et Fournaise, je pense. I think um, it, it has to do something with an island uh, somewhere in France. They've both been to and unknowingly it connected them, something like that. I don't know the entire backstory, but the tracks are absolutely amazing in my opinion. Um, then it's their, okay that it's their French. Styles, yeah. We can make yeah, an exception yeah. here. Yeah, yeah just, just for once, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, but I, I generally feel like their two styles blend very well together. Um, the Caracal Project and Imanu, they both really like going for this very um, granular synthesized sounds, which I'm a big fan of. The like very old sounding and very cool. I just love it so much. And the two tracks are absolute bangers. Um, one is more liquidy and the other one is more sort of... Well, it's, it's, they're really defining a new type of subgenre, in my opinion, with this. Like, I would not really know what to categorize most Imani tunes in there. Yeah. Like, some sort of f- fancy future DMB type stuff. Like, I do not know what I should call it. Yeah, I, I talked to Offish one time about that. And and I think, like, I, I don't know if, if this, this song classifies as that as well, uh, because Imano does a lot of different stuff. Uh, but there was one time, like, the talk of, like, some kind of, like, snarecore blend of drum and bass and i tried to look up snarecore i never found anything about that so i think it's just <laughs> something made up but it sounds good um let's talk let's let's call it yeah. snare. no we are the most influential drum and bass podcast out there um <laughs> we are we are making a decision now an executive decision um this um imanu genre um is going to be called snarecore Snarecore. Yep. Let's, let's just call it future snarecore then because Fut- it's, it's a yeah. bit futuristic. And, and it is future the future. Snarecore. It is the future, yeah. Yeah. Yep, we got it. Future snarecore. Yeah, that's easy. So that's that's a new subgenre now, guys. Yep. Forget about rollers. Uh, that's that's from the past. The new hype is future snarecore. Definitely. You heard it here first. Um, is rollers a subgenre, w- though? <laughs> don't. No, we're not going to. We're not going to start with that. That's. That's been answered plenty of times. Rollers <laughs> is not a subgenre; it's a it's a descriptive term. 
There's an entire article of it on the UKF website if you want to go check that out. <laughs> Rollers is not a subgenre. It's not. One of this, the most this, important no. discussions in DNB. Is this a subgenre or not? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Talking about Offish, though, uh, he wrote like a very extensive guide to drum and bass subgenres. Um, I think he revamped it last year, I want to say. Um, it's over on the r slash DNB Reddit page, uh, where you can definitely check it out. Uh, it's been linked a couple of times, uh, and if you look for uh, who posted it, I think his username there is u slash Sempiro, I think. Yeah, Sempiro with um, double O, I think. Yeah, regardless, he made this very extensive drum and bass uh, list with all the subgenres that are pretty much accepted subgenres, uh, with actual audio examples linked as well. Um, so I found that very helpful, and we've definitely linked it in our r slash DMB server a couple times uh, for newbies who come in, like asking, like, "All right, guys, uh, I, I would just want info about drum and bass. Like, what is this subgenre? What is this?" We usually just link the the entire description um, he made. So it's, if you join the Discord server, it's probably pinned somewhere in general as well. It's a very good guide, and if you guys are looking for more in-depth info about different subgenres, I would definitely check it out. Because he is a very knowledgeable person about drum and bass. Um, he definitely is, and he's very like caring for the community and puts a lot of effort in and, and um, yeah. a lot of yeah value for everyone. I'm going to talk to him after this episode so he can add um, future snare core to the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that ready. That's that's great. Um, talking about more futuristic drum and bass music, there was also a release from Tom Finster, who we talked about a couple episodes back as well. I think I picked him as underrated artist once. Um, I still am incredibly in love with the, the music the man puts out. It's absolutely insane. And his new track, Lights, um, I'll talk about it a little bit later on in the episode near the end as well. Um, because it's actually my favorite track at the moment, so you'll hear a, a sneak peek of it. But I just, the man, his sound is so special to me. He also it edges towards the same type of future snare chord drum and bass. There we um, have it. There we have it. Two artists. It's a subgenre. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need. Uh, and it just somehow he makes his track sound so full and melodic, and it's it's such a weird. It's a weird feeling for me listening to these tunes, man. It's unreal. It's, I can't really describe how I feel about them because they're just too good for me. Like, I wish I could make my tunes that good. I honestly do. I'm, I'm really looking forward man. to hear it, actually. It's a very cool tune. I, I, I have something, actually, that's going on in the scene. Um, that, oh, uh, that, yeah, finally. Yeah, I've, yeah, finally, finally I'm, I'm dropping in for support, you know, um, <laughs> in my parachute. And... Um, that is that um, Offish, who we just mentioned, um, has actually um, yeah, released his first CDs. The first time yep. um, you can have Offish officially, unintended, um, officially on like a hard piece of like, yeah, like disc, something to hold in your hands. Yep. Something materialistic. Yeah, something materialistic. An, an MP3 or a WAV file. Exactly. I mean, it is still MP3 files, but now you can have them yeah, on a but... shiny silver thing. And um, it's his latest album that he put out, I think. And it is yeah, amazing. Eyes, I think. Um, he put a lot of work into the, the artwork there as well, into the booklet and everything. He does everything by hand. Um, he shared the whole process with me. Um, so it's 
very well produced with a lot of care and um, I definitely recommend checking it out and um, buying it if you want to support Offish. Yeah, yeah. So um, he does everything by hand. He hand printed all the flyers. He burned all the CDs. He he did everything himself. Uh, he ships it out himself as well. He's now selling the the entire Garden of Eyes album as a CD version for seven USD uh, or above. And I think definitely Elfish is such a knowledgeable person. You should definitely go out there and support the man um, because yeah, he really deserves it. He puts so much time and effort into all this stuff. He's got so many tracks that it's just got up for free downloads. Just to out there for people to use um so i definitely think this is a very nice way to support him for all that he has done for the community and probably will do in the future for the community definitely um i'm definitely gonna get a copy myself and i'm gonna ask him to sign it and then in let's say a year or two when he's super big and owns the entirety of drum and bass um we're just gonna sell it for mad profit hell and that's yeah. easy wins that's 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 our future that is easy. that is stonks that's how you make stunks the right there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By then, our podcast has grown so immensely big that we're getting, you know, fucking companies begging us for for airtime and just talking <laughs> about their product. So it'll be fine. We'll you, we'll be deep in the flesh by then. Yeah, you know that's that's actually that's actually how we're gonna do it. Like we're gonna Elon Musk this shit, and um, <laughs> like we're becoming we are the most influential podcast. So we are deciding what people like and what they don't like, and I will just. Yeah. Yeah, I will just make sure everybody knows that Garden of Ice is the album that you want to have with a signature <laughs> of Offish and then sell it for a grand or two. Um the yeah, most bidding. That's 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 the way. That's the way. We just hog up like fifty CDs now and then just <laughs> sell them for <laughs> for five hundred percent profit after a while, even even more. Doesn't care, just straight on it. <laughs> yeah, you've heard of sculptors for like graphics cards and stuff like that. We are doing it for CDs now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but regardless though if you do want to go out and support Offish um, we'll link his Bandcamp page in the description as well or in the, the podcast notes I think it's called Yeah. so you can definitely go out there and support the man because he really deserves it honestly yes definitely um, I hope I remember otherwise remind me <laughs> I will try to or the audience it's the audience um, audience's fault if we don't do it that's that's yeah, that's I mean she has to blame on it? someone I guess yeah, yeah, yeah sure of course, of course it's, why not yeah it's, we are the smartest two people in the world we can't have made a mistake no <laughs> um. damn you're really going overboard with this fucking villain saga damn <laughs> I'm feeling this I'm is the grand sentence today. villain arc damn <laughs> man's crazy I started like it's this it's this like Spider Man thing right the new Spider Man movie came out you know and um, the old like I've not seen it don't I have, spoil it I haven't seen it either um, I just heard it's good but I remember the old yeah. like the original Toby Maguire saga and there's this like mm. in, I think in the third movie where he becomes actually evil. And I feel like this is kind of the kind of the arc that I'm going through right now. You know, I started as this like good person, you know, like nice drum and bass. And I, I mean, it's a bit exaggerated to say I was good, but um, yeah, now I'm turning. I'm becoming the the black the black version of Ground Sentence now. And oh damn! The evil one. It's catching up to him. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be taking everything by storm <laughs> this year. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> Definitely look forward to that one. Now, something I want to talk about today uh, for our technical topic um, is something that we've mentioned and criticized in a lot of tracks already. Um, 
there's a lot of tracks out there that do this really well and there's a lot of tracks out there that could definitely benefit from this is another small trick on how to create impact in your track. Now, personally, I'm a very big fan of tracks with a very impactful um, drop and that does not have to definitely mean that the track has to be hard or jump up or has to definitely be a neuro track because you can create impact through a lot of different techniques that do not rely on the sounds at all. Mm -hmm. So one of these techniques that I love using um, is to drop out, like say, 80 to 85% of all sounds right before the drop. Just strip your build-up back and then like leave four bars in front of the drop with just a pad and a synth or something. The less, the better. Because you want to create as much difference in the dynamics between the pre-drop and the actual drop so that when th that first kick and bass of the drop hits, that just blows your eardrums out. That's really what you're going for here. Um, so that's something you really need to try and see for yourself is just strip back everything before the drop to the bare minimum and watch how much space it creates for the drop to enter. That's, that's feedback that when people send me like uh, tracks for feedback, that's feedback I see myself giving 60 to 70% of the time. It's just, <clears throat> it's just the, the difference between the, the buildup and the drop is not big enough. Their, their buildup is often as loud or even louder sometimes than the actual drop. Mm -hmm. So when the drop hits, you just stood there like, when's it dropping? Oh wait, this is the drop. And I think that's a feeling that you really don't want in, in any drum and bass tune um, in, or in any tune for that matter. So I think just stripping everything back, leaving four or eight bars of just very minimalistic, just a couple of hand-picked elements that work well. No drums, the drum buildup has already passed, just silence or just quiet or just a reverb sweeping that's just dying down and then into that impact in the drop that just creates well it does create a lot of impact for me and that's something i try and do in most of my tracks as well obviously where it's applicable sometimes you don't want to create an hyper impactful drop so you're, you're writing this very special liquid track um you don't always want it to just hit super hard all of a sudden because that's not really what liquid aims at um, but if you do want to create that sort of impact especially for deep or jump up or rollers or all that type of stuff just try and die things down before the drop and something that goes neatly along with that is pulling everything to mono before the drop that's oh. something i do as well i take an automation clip on the master on the the stereo spreading and i slowly throughout the build-up start pulling everything together uh, to mono and then this works especially well because if you fill out your tracks properly properly you'll have a lot of stereo stuff but you'll also have a lot of mids so when you reduce everything to those mids and nothing but the mids just goes basically in the same direction as reducing to a couple of elements it gives this sort of shrinking feeling to everything and then when it opens up in the drop it goes very stereo all of a sudden because you're obviously now getting used to everything going tighter and tighter mono and that just adds an incredible amount of impact and feeling um, especially when you're listening through headphones uh, if you're listening through a mono system of course that's not gonna affect it as much 
Um, but if you're listening through stereo, like earphones, um, you know, uh, stereo setup speakers, like monitors, all that stuff, it really, really makes a big, big difference. And it's barely any work. It's just automating one button throughout the buildup. Um, same goes for me with um, sweeps for building up. I think you should always stop your sweeps before you go into the drop. Because I see a lot of tracks as well who are trying to strip back to like a minimal element for four like bars before the drop, but then their sweep is still going up and just does not have the same feel to me. So just strip everything back, leave a pad or something, and then go heavy into the drop from just the pad. That's basically what I'd say to create impact in your tracks. That's a really, really nice technique or a handful of really, really nice technique and techniques and um, especially the one of um, yeah, monoing everything is something that I actually haven't f thought about before. And um, I love this topic that you chose for this week or um, and this, this recording because the, one of the tracks that I'm currently working on is actually, I feel like the only thing that's missing to that track is um, the impact um, of the drop. And I haven't really been able to figure out um, what exactly I have to do there. I did. I do a lot of the things that you that you already mentioned, like stripping back things and and stuff like that. Um, but it still doesn't hit as well. Um, something that that I could maybe add, like this, the mono thing is something that I'm definitely gonna try on that. And um, something that also might help with um, yeah making the drop more impactful is um, yeah. Adding some, how do you how do you call the the opposite of a riser? A faller? Is it a faller? Downlift downlifters. A downlifter. Okay, I never knew that. Um, so adding some kind of like noise downlifter or something like that um, that also really helps to to put the energy where it belongs. What what also really helps, and especially with downlifters, is instead of a downlifter to use an exhaust. I don't know if you really know what the difference is between them. An exhaust really starts with a very high transient. So it's usually like a very high tss sound and then going into the downlifter. Um, but is it like, is it a dragged out sound like a downlifter or is it, is it less? Yeah, yeah it is it's basically a downlifter with just a very intense transient at the start. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at that wave shape, it like spikes up and then it goes into the downlifter. Doesn't, doesn't, um, how do you make it that it doesn't clash with the kick or something like that? Because the transient is usually very, well, it works nicely for what I do because my kicks are usually very boomy, um, as we've discussed before, and I tend to cut out most high ends out of my kicks. Um, so it basically sounds like you layer a hat, really. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the transient really, really gives a lot of punch to the downlifter. So that's definitely something you you could try out because it, it, has, it adds that nice high end crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will definitely Back try in. that. Um, see if I can find some good samples or create something myself mm -hmm. for that. Yeah, that's a super cool tip. Um, I loved it. And it's such an important technique and something that a lot of aspiring producers are getting still getting wrong. Um, yep. And their really otherwise great tracks suffer from just not being impactful. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, it's those small things that really get you ahead of the competition, I'd say. Yeah. Um, because in the current day and age where we are flooded with producers and DJs and everyone has a lot of free time, especially since lockdown, there's so many people that started to pick up um, producing. Mm -hmm. Just what I see from my social circles, um, 
So if you really want to get ahead of the competition, and especially that is if you were sending music to labels, um, like we both know what a massive fuck fest it can be to send music to labels and getting <laughs> denied. And if you really want to create that edge, you have to resort to these very tiny details that you really want to get right and perfect. And this is definitely one of them, um, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, labels are basically producers judging producers and producers listen for exactly these details. Um, exactly. You have to get the major stuff right for the big audience, but they care a lot about the small details. And that's where the devil is in the details. Um, I think yeah, it statement. really is. It really is. Definitely is, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a super neat trip uh, tick, trick. Oh my God, I can't speak English. You're right. Yeah, probably they did even <laughs> say make a drill in the song. I really just can't speak English. Um, yeah. <laughs> earlier. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I had a topic that I wanted to discuss on this podcast um, that I feel like is quite interesting. And it's something that might not be super relevant, um, but it can be a little like pitfall for a lot of um, newer producers that are wanting to sign their music to labels. And that is, um, I would call it the dangers of um, yeah, profit share contracts. So when you sign your music with labels, oftentimes you don't get a contract, but um, on other labels you do get a contract. It kind of depends on the label. And there's different conditions like um, flat buyouts where you just receive a certain amount of money and then the royalties all go to that label or you have some kind of shared um, versions or you just get royalties um, sometimes immediately, sometimes after the cost incurred um, are, are um, yeah being... Um, brought in by the music for the label and that is something that can be dangerous and it's something i had never heard in the music scene that um or in the drum and bass label scene that something like this happened but it's something that i've heard about in the movie industry and um, it's something that could be applied to the music scene as well so in the in the movie scene it's something i read um somewhere, I don't remember where, so I'm very scientific sourcing, is um, that you basically, as an actor, you don't go for um, contracts that give you a share of the profit of the movie. Because something that these um, really large movie companies can do is that they um, yeah, have some kind of second company um, that is doing marketing services. And then they um, basically pay the entirety of their revenues as um, to that company and um, like kind of write it off as marketing expenses, which in the end means that there's zero profit from that company for that movie. They absolutely make zero profit, which means you don't get anything from that contract because there was no profit. Um, the profit lies at the other company. So, um, yeah, this is something that I really wanted to share that um, going for contracts that have just profit share could potentially be dangerous. Now, I don't want to say that um, there's a lot of people in the drum and bass scene that um, do something like that. Um, the drum and bass scene overall is very trusty and very nice and friendly. I think that's something that we talked about before. It's um, special um, for, this, for this scene. But I still wanted to mention it um, so nobody makes bad experiences and yeah 
Yeah, no, that actually ties in rather nicely with some stuff I've been um, seeing passed by over on Twitter. Um, there was this post uh, about someone who said, I'd love a Twitter space with producers who use lawyers and who are still owed serious money uh, from previous placements. That's then, uh, well, more aimed towards general artists like who DJ as well. Um, because it seems to be actually a rather big problem that uh, people do not get paid their royalties, um, which they deserve. Um, so this is just an example here I, I saw passed by from uh, Boxplot, which is an American drum and bass producer. I think Justin Hawkes retweeted this or quote tweeted it. Um, but basically, he still he still owed royalties for over six years worth of streams from, uh, I think the label was called Liquid Tones. Um, they have not paid him still. Um, he has made several attempts to contact them regarding it, uh, usually just getting ghosted. Um, so this does seem to be a present, if not rising, uh, issue in music as well now. So I do definitely advise everyone, if you do get your music signed to a label, um, try and look for the reputation of that label, see if they've been around for long. Uh, usually, if it's like a very, very new label, try and be very careful. Like, obviously, if your label has been surviving for like 10 years, um, obviously, they have to be doing something good. Um, not that you shouldn't be cautious, that, cautious at that point, um, but definitely be cautious. Read your contracts. Uh, don't just sign them because you're so excited you got a label placement. Um, read what they actually say in them because... The things you sign might be very detrimental to um, your rights of music and of payment of the music you made and put time into. Um, so they just don't steal your music without you getting a reward for it, I should say. Um, so definitely be very careful when you sign contracts. And that goes for any contract. Uh, that be music, that be work, that be any contract you ever sign. Be careful read through it multiple times. If there's clauses in there that you do not understand yourself, try and find someone who does. Make sure you understand everything that's in there because it can often be very, very bad for you if you just sign things and after X amount of time, you want to do something, but now you're not able to because you didn't read the contract and it has a clause that prevents you from doing something you want. So that's just... In general, be very careful with contracts, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as soon as it gets to money and com um, commercialized um, goods, music, for example, um, there is bad people out there that are just trying to, to rip you off. So be careful. Yeah. Something that might um, also be worth um, to do is um, contact people that um, were signed on the label and... Um, see if they are friends with the label owner, so maybe they are biased, but if they're not, um, then um, their experience can be something that you can base off your trust. Um, so, for example, with uh, Midnight Sun Recordings, where we released recently, uh, or you released recently, and we released on their sub-label um, Bonafide, um, I knew that they are trustworthy because um, because um, yeah, I talked to Askel about it, and um, he recommended them to me. Um, and Askel is someone I trust. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I wanted to bring them up as well, uh, funnily enough. So um, when I got the the reply from Midnight Sun Recordings that they they were interested in signing my music, 
I was like incredibly overhyped, but then my friend actually put me back on the ground and he was like, all right, but what are their terms and conditions? And um, their initial terms um, were flat buyouts, no royalties for, for my uh, first single, so Killjoy and Mystical. Um, but with it being my first ever label release at that point, I was very hesitant to just do the flat buyout. Um, so I actually went in discussion with them, um, which could have easily cost me my release at that point. Um, but they were so helpful and they worked with me to do partly buyout and partly royalties, um, just so I'd at least have the rights or some part of the rights to my first ever label release, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really a great sign for or in a label that you're looking for. Like they, you know, they, they're willing to work with you and they're not just, oh, you don't agree to this first term, then, you know, piss off. We don't want you anymore. Because at that point, it's no longer about the music. It's about the, the money they can make from you. Um, if, they, if, if you have questions and want to discuss something and they, they, they just drop you off, like, um, okay, now if you, if you want to ask so many questions, we don't want to sign you anymore. Um, then at that point, you already know that um, this is not the label you want to sign on in the first place. Um, mm-hmm, exactly. This is, at that point, it just becomes a money machine. And if you're not careful, a money stealing machine. Um, and that's just not what you're looking for, really. So in that regard, massive shout out to Midnight Sun Recordings um, for helping me with that, because they were really, really helpful. Yeah, they are good people, um, definitely. Also from, from the way they they write their emails and um, are in touch and everything. They are very nice people. Yeah, they to me, it feels more like a sort of family than really a very, very high-end label, so to say. Um, I mean, it's a passion project, I think, from, for a lot of like yeah. smaller, mid-sized levels, uh, labels. Um, it exactly. must be a passion project or they just try to dish out as much music as they can in order mm-hmm. to, to still make money from it because... Yeah. Um, yeah, the frequent the frequency of release is also something that can like be a kind of an indicator with smaller and mid-sized labels. Um, how I don't want to say professional um, or trustworthy because it's not a one hundred percent sure indicator, but it's some kind of indication. It's it does link more towards quality control. Yeah, um, like just accepting any or DMB track and just releasing it for getting a release out there that's usually not too trustworthy, um, which actually links back to a label I've talked about a couple of times already, Abyssal Music. Their quality control is just through the roof. I cannot state this enough. These, the, 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 the label owner of them is so, so keen on just putting out good sounding music. And that's something I, I value a lot in the label. Definitely. And um, the guys from Differential, um, for example, mm. are, are also like that. And they've, um, they've done it from the very, very first moment on, and the quality of differential is awesome. And um, yeah, two of the label owners, Dusky and Petro, um, put out a very high quality tune um, in the past. Um, it's on an EP from Dusky, um, the Central Station Player EP, if I'm not mistaken. Um, very, very awesome EP with very nice tunes, and one of those tunes actually caught my attention. And um, yeah, in my opinion, could use much more exposure than it has right now. And that's Blowfire by Dusky and Petro. Um, so that's my up and coming. Um, or, yeah, 
the track that I think could get a lot more recognition f um, and the producers that should get a lot more recognition than they currently do. Um, they are very awesome. Um, so yeah, what do you say? Shall we have a listen into Blowfire? Let's get straight into it. that transition at that bitch crush is so neat oh, it sounds so good my god I love bitch crush man this transition element at the end that we just heard is so damn good yeah that the end of that like uh, yeah it's actually funny because a tune I'm working on which is a deep drum and bass tune actually uses bit crush in a like a transition bass as well um so it was very funny when I hit, heard this um so yeah I really like the tune it sounds very good it's very jazzy it's very flowy it's got the nice little staccato things in there. It's it's a really good track, yeah. Yeah, and it's very it's very different to a lot of drum bass that I heard otherwise. Um, like you said, like a lot of very interesting rhythms, a lot of um, interesting sounds overall, and um, something that we didn't hear in this example, but is on that tune as well, is um, a down tempo section um, where they basically yep. like halftime kind of almost sounding like like some kind of like rap beat um, mm -hmm. um, and. It's just fitting so perfectly. It's so, so vibey, and there's um, even more vibey elements and sections coming up um, after the the part that we just heard. So it's really a varied and well produced and interesting song um, that I definitely want to push. And yeah, big shout out to Dustkin and Petro. Um, you're doing amazing work as a produ as producers and um, also as label owners. Yeah, yeah, Petrol is Petrol is just a great guy in general as well. Um, like he's obviously mod in the Arshdash DMB Discord server as well, um, where I'm also a mod. Uh, he's a he's a really good guy, but he's uh, he's called the Corona. Um, so oh, did he? If you yeah yeah yeah. So he's uh he's sicking out a little bit, but if you hear this Petrol, I uh, obviously wish you a quick recovery, mate, and uh, I hope you get well soon. Yeah, get well soon, man. Um, hope everything is all right for you. Uh, now my uh, up and coming producer is uh, a rather smaller one. Is just got a thousand five hundred monthly listeners. Um, his name is Alex Maisev. Uh, his artist name is just Maisev. He's actually from Germany as well. Um, Matey is only is pretty young still, I think. Um, so he's really really new in the scene as well. But he made this amazing tune that I got linked to by uh, Voynik, who we talked about already previous episode, I think. Uh, also, modern r slash DMV Discord server. He linked this tune to me because he knows I really like the style. It's also this type of futuristic uh, drum and bass. 
and I really, really love this tune. And he also very neatly shows the technique of boiling down everything before the drop, and he even has a bit of complete silence in there uh, as well before the drop hits, so you'll just hear how much more impact that gives the tune. This tune is called All Out by Myself, and we'll have a listen to it now. Obviously, this track is 100% everything I love in drum and bass and beyond. <laughs> um, the the little the saw type of chord bass just sounds so incredibly smooth. It just gives me thing tingles. It's unreal. I absolutely love this tune. It sounds so clean. Yeah, the sound design is very very neat um, on it. The little automations or modulations that he has going on on this lead element. Um, mm. make it sound very unique and very interesting. Um, quite like it. Once again, tying into last episode, neat use of those little staccato sections in there. Uh, it really livens up the track for me. Um, it's a nice, it's a nice, you know, contradiction to the rest of the more flowing drop. I should say. You must have been listening like to bass and notes. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I mean, how we're could the, you not we're have the been? most influential podcasts? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, um, and I also love that he went really dry at the beginning of the drop, and then he yeah. put in the like um, kind of like yeah, reverby atmospheric elements um, slowly afterwards, mm -hmm. and that's a very neat arrangement trick to use. It really is. It, it builds a progression in the drop to make because, after all, if you look at it um, like from a very top layer, the drop is just the first 32 bars and the second 32 bars are the same, like lead-wise, uh, note-wise, it's just the same. But because he automates like the more wit-sounding things in and they come later and it's arranged so well, it really flows naturally. It's not annoying that it's the same. It's really well done. Definitely doesn't get boring. Yeah, definitely an awesome track um, for me and something that I, an artist that I will keep a lookout for, Maysef. Um Haven't heard that name before and yeah, he does. He does good music, and he's German. So he can't be bad. Um, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. At least someone making good drum and bass from Germany. Oh, oh, okay, okay. We're getting. But you know who else is making good <laughs> drum and bass in Germany, my friends? Yes, he's back. The man, the myth, the legend. As I said before, Tom Finster. <laughs> oh, he's German. He... I forgot already. <laughs> At least I think he's German. Yeah. Um, he released another track called Lights, and as I mentioned before, I am I'm a very big fan of it. It's this very futuristic drum and bass again. I'm, I really love the futuristic type stuff, man. I think it's just like residue from when I used to make future bass myself. 
I think that's where that kind of stems from. Um, so yeah, this track called Lights has been just released after New Year's. It's fantastic and I'm going to get straight into it without making too much words about it because it's just so good in my opinion. Let's have a listen. Yes. one hell of a tune <laughs> that was that was my my first reaction as well uh he teased it like i think it was three days before release on his soundcloud on his um instagram my bad uh, like he started doing the uh, an unveiling of the cover art basically posted it in three days like he took the cover art and split it into three sections and every day he posted a section of the cover arts on this um on his instagram page i was like I was getting so hyped, but by the final day, I was so ready for the tune. And then I woke up. The first thing I did in the morning, right? I didn't even have breakfast yet. I was still in my bed. Just popped on my headphones, switched on Spotify, and listened to the tune immediately. And I was just blown away, man. It's so good. I love this tune so much. This is really, really good. The harmonics he has going on there, the chords he plays with the different, with the different, um, yeah, elements. It's, yeah. They sound amazing. The progress, progression is amazing. The automations on there are yeah. fantastic. And what I found super interesting was the sound of the snare, actually. Um, the snare sounds so good to me, man. I was, it's unreal. It's so Made different. Made snare wizard. It's so yeah. different. Um, it's, 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 it's more of a, like, an, a neuro-ish snare, in my opinion. Yeah, like, really, like, um, I, I want, like, like, very clunky. I want to say, yeah, the belly of the snare. I don't know if that yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense or not. But the, well, the body, the, I guess. But it's not really the foundation or something, but it's like the, yeah, the, yeah. the upper part of it, right? Um, mm -hmm. That has so much focus on it and so much character. Um, yeah. Wow. Tom, I hope you're from Germany. Um, yeah, he is. Uh, I actually looked it up while it was playing just to, to reassure myself because I would have killed myself if he wasn't. Uh, he's actually <laughs> from Leipzig. Leipzig. Um, There's a lot of Leipzig, uh, yeah. drum and bass going on in the in the eastern part of Germany. I, I see C recordings is also from um, Chemnitz. I think it's also in the in the eastern part. Right. Um, damn good, really, really. Yeah, man. I'm still actually kind of fucking sad about this because uh, I was going to see him in February. I think yeah, February at Knox, um, which is in the Netherlands. Um, they had an amazing lineup and I was going there. It was going to be great. Um, but now it turns out I'm, um, so I'm part of a youth organization called Route du Soleil. It's a Belgian youth organization and I'm in the crew there. And so we're going on a ski trip called Snowbreak uh, in Andorra, mm -hmm. which is somewhere between France and Spain, I think. 
Um, but the, it's that week that the event was supposed to happen, so I can't go. Uh, and he was coming, and there were so many great names, and now I'm absolutely bummed out because I have my ticket, which I'm going to have to sell. I was going to go with my two best friends, um, so they're going with the two of them, and I'm still out in Andorra when it's happening, so I'm I'm very, very sad about that. So I really hope the man can come to Belgium at some point. Um, let's, I'm very let's, much hoping for that him. to happen. Let's tell him you should. Yeah, come come to Belgium, man. Honestly, like, please <laughs> <laughs> do a one man concert. <laughs> I, I I beg. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's actually funny because I think someone um, told him on Instagram as well, and he he said something very, very honest about that, and that is, you don't have to tell the artist to come to to a country because most artists would, you know, would love to be able to visit a place and do a set there. The people you actually have to tell are the the ones that own the clubs, the one that makes the lineup, the the managers, the promoters. Those are the ones you need to talk about. Um, so that's definitely something I'm going to try. I'm kind of you know worming my way into the drum and bass scene in Belgium slowly but surely. And from the first chance I get to to recommend some artists for like um, an event manager to book, I'm definitely. That's definitely going to be top of the list. That and magnitude, those two are definitely on my list. Um, so yeah, I really hope he makes it to Belgium one day uh, because I still would love to see him. If he keeps dishing out amazing songs like this, he will make it to any country that has drum and bass in the world. <clears throat> Tom Finster at Rampage, please. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, maybe. <laughs> oh, mate. I'll, awesome. uh, I'll, DM, I'll DM Murdoch about it. I'll spam <laughs> the man every single day until he books him. <laughs> that would be awesome yeah um, my favorite song at the moment is one that we talked about last episode and I really 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 wanted to show it on the on the podcast um, it was one that really caught my attention um, I don't like all parts of the song but the parts that I love are really blowing me away and that is um, mm -hmm. Black Sun Empire with Stasis but it's the Waze remix. Um, you can find it on, on SoundCloud, for example. I don't think it's on Spotify. And it's so good. It's kind of like, I would classify this as, as like, this is the song that I mentioned um, that I talked to Office about, like what subgenre is this? Where can I find more of this? Because it's, it was the first time that I heard mm -hmm. it. So this was this like, yeah, future snare core. Um, now we know what it is. And um, yeah. I really want everyone to, to listen to this tune, it's awesome. So... Let's get straight into it. Let's go!
And those are exactly wow. the parts that I love. <laughs> Sounds so good, man. Sounds so... Once again, the staccato parts, they stick out so well. And here again as well, just reducing everything to a minimal before the drop just helps so incredibly much. And just like the... Very nice that these picks actually just state the point I wanted to make. That's... Could have been better. It, yeah, it was. It was, and we didn't plan it. Like it was. It just. No, it just actually, worked. we did not plan this at all. It just happened to be that. Yeah, exactly. Which is very nice. And and for me, like it's the same thing that I love about the Tom Finster tune lights. Um, these like harmonies and everything of the different. Synths. It's very harmonic and very full. Yeah, that's why why that's what I personally call like the futuristic type of deal with it. It's so harmonic, and there's so many layers to it, and it's got synths upon synths and leads and all of that stuff and it just progresses so neatly um so yeah i absolutely love this i've i've been i've been you know fooling around in the daw as well trying to sort of figure out how these sounds are made but so far i've not yet uh been able to create something that sounds really good like i know how to make um like what they they used to call future rhythm with um vocoding basses to uh, source tax for example and that's a great way to do that but it does not sound that clean there has to be something else to it that i'm just not not figuring that or that i haven't figured out just yet um so i'm definitely trying to get to the bottom of those sounds because i really love them um so if anyone has tips you can shoot me a dm over on instagram at hidden aura dmb i'd love oh. to hear how to make it the, the shilling, the shameless shilling. <laughs> of course, mate. I have to. <laughs> Obviously, and you deserve all of it. Um, <laughs> no, I really, I really like this. This is also something that I would like to try and do in a project. It's really far away from anything that I've done before um, because I seldom layer as much um, as these guys are doing it. But, yeah. Is that a future collab I can smell? Is that a future collab? Do I hear it? Is it coming through the window? I can, I can. I smell it. There's something it's in the somewhere air. here. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> either that or like my house is burning down. Um. Yeah, <laughs> could also be possible. Yeah, it happens all the time, you know. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I think 20, 2020 is going to prove to be a very special year. I think I was talking to one of my best friends about this recently as well. And 2020, it really is going to be a very special year music-wise um, for the both of us, uh, the, being me and my f best friends, the both of us being you and me, and a lot of very on the rise artists that have been keeping rather low key for the last couple of months are, in my opinion, I think at least going to make a massive jump. So I'm incredibly stoked to see what 2022 brings music-wise and especially, you know, just worldwise because I think we're all very fed up with what's going on in the world Definitely. right now. So we hope that we can finally break through this fucking three-year almost period of COVID at this point. Just gone, hopefully soon. We'll see. Let's keep our hopes up and let's keep dishing out great music, support great artists um, and listen to them. And I feel like this is such an awesome closing statement. I was just actually ready to say the same thing after you, you would stop talking. I was ready to say that it's an absolutely magnificent line to end the episode on, to be fair. Uh, one more thing we need to do as every episode, because we can never, ever, ever remember it, 
is we need to find a title for today's episode. Echt? For the last episode of season one of Based on Race. You know, in the beginning of the episode, I really felt like this is like such a meme episode. So I, I felt I felt like about like, like just something like, like about stonks or something like that. Just um, when we talked about reselling offices. Official CD, yeah. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, like, how, how to make money in DNB or something like that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Memes and breaks. Be, memes and breaks. To be fair, for myself, I was like, we started the episode with a very deep quote and we ended it with a very deep quote about like art and making great music. So I was more thinking something about the the more emotional side but i could definitely sell for memes and breaks to be fair <laughs> i'm, I'm a, down for it, both of it we had a super varied episode <laughs> as we always do because obviously we are still the best podcast around um yeah we're just amazing at this point <laughs> <laughs> where's our award spotify where's our exclusive deal um <laughs> uh drum and bass awards best drum and bass podcast next year please we'll we'll take it we'll um <laughs> we'll happily get those uh those awards thank you very much <laughs> no but i think um memes and breaks is a, a good ending title for this season i think it encapsulates nicely what we've been doing uh in this first season just fooling around a bit learning the ropes of podcasting ourselves because mostly we are still newbies um but it wasn't it was a great ride It was definitely a was, great ride. Such an awesome project. Yes, I'm still extremely, extremely happy I got to do this with you. I'm extremely happy you want to renew this for a second season. And I, I actually, I actually, actually want to thank you um, for like doing yeah. this together. This is awesome. Um, I I enjoy it. I look forward to every time we record together. And Same. Yeah, it's a it's absolutely project. lovely. Just. Two friends talking about a mutual passion is just the best thing you can get out there. So to anyone who's listening as well, massive thank you for all the support on the first official season of Based and Breaks episode one. It's been a wild ride. We both had a lot of fun, clearly. I hope you guys had a lot of fun as well. And yeah, definitely be on the lookout for the the second season popping up in, let's say, roughly a month. Um, obviously, everything will be announced once again on our socials. It was amazing. So thank you for everything, both to the audience and to you. And I'm definitely down for season two. I can't wait for it. <laughs> Great. Then I think that's a nice place to end up today's episode, don't you think? I, I think so. Um, I'm going to say it. it. I'm nice. going to say it. Stay yeah, tuned do it for and stay the, safe. The twist. Peace. Mate, you missed you missed the section. Wait, did I? Oh, I'm Try. out. Oh my god, I'm okay. Okay. Well, guys, rewind, 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 rewind my selector. Rewind. Let's try that again. Oh yeah. no, my All phone right, turned go. off. Okay. Um, stay tuned and stay safe. I'm out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>